It rests on 13 acres of earth over the very center of hell. So, when did you watch this? Yesterday? I watched it last night, yeah. Ooh, still fresh? Funky fresh? Oh, it's fresh in my mind, James. It, I, fresh as the first time I saw it years ago. Yeah, you know what? I don't really remember it from years ago. I thought, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it, but... Equally, I think a lot of the time I was replaying um, I Spit in Your Grave in my head. Yeah, this is a lot tamer than I Spit on Your Grave. It's a lot tamer than I remembered and then I Spit in Your Grave, but that could be because I was thinking of I Spit in Your Grave. Yeah. I guess, should we, should we intro? Or Is that not the intro? Is <laughs> what the intro? I'm trying to somehow shoehorn in. Say it is filth. There we go. <laughs> James, as you, as we just said pre-record, I am not in my home. I am in Kings Langley at the moment. And last night when I went to check to watch this film, it had been so long since we recorded, it was no longer free. (laughs) (laughs) And I own this film on DVD, which is at home. (laughs) Luckily, it was only like a couple of quid to rent it. And I was looking on YouTube for the rental and it popped up with the full movie, Uncut. And I was like, well, I guess I'll watch that. You son of... I paid money <laughs> twice for this. <laughs> I got the DVD. It is crazy the uh, quality of film you could put out in the 70s that would do well. Like, I would say this yeah. is a lesser quality than Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yeah, yeah, Which production is, quality, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if, and I don't know if you'll disagree with me. Well, they didn't have so much money. Like, but, Yeah, I don't know room, if you'll disagree with me cost on a this. Lot. But I feel like you can't make shit like this these days with bad acting, bad everything. You just can't make shit. Like, if you make this now, it's birdemic if you're lucky. Yeah, true. Yeah, if you make a shit film now, you need to have shit effects in it. I'm trying to think of like horror on a budget, and the only things that kind of jump out at me are obviously Blair Witch from when that was done, but also, what was the one done Paranormal the producer's house, Paranormal Activity, yeah. yeah. But that still looked nice, and they both, both of them, they look good, they had like good themes. I mean, the conversion that I watched wasn't atrocious. The one on Amazon Prime was in 4.3. Mine was 69 and at least 7.20. Oh, okay. Yeah, or claim to be. I hated this film the first time I saw it. I didn't hate it last night. So, what what are we talking about? What are we talking about? 1972's Wes Craven, I Spit in Your Grave. <laughs> well, speaking of titles, why is this called Last House on the Left? I don't know. They went through lots of different <laughs> options. Oh, really? Apparently, Do you know what those were? I don't. I heard like Wes and Sean Cunningham. Sean Cunningham was it's it? Sean Cunningham, yeah. I didn't realise that. Produced by the guy that made Friday the 13th. Like apparently he also produced the remake as well. But I guess he produced the remake with Wes Craven. I am tempted to watch said remake. I don't know. Is this film like highly regarded? Somewhat. So it's generally overlooked. But equally like it's Wes Craven. So it's always going to have uh, like a big cult following and it's going to carry accolades but also it was one of the first films like this they really kind of opened the boundaries and there's a lot of debate that because films like this or because this was out in in cinemas like this caused almost as much like disdain as the exorcist did where people were saying they want to like burn like people wanted to break into the projectionist 
burn the fucking projection. That scene in Demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all automated. <laughs> they had apparently, they really struggled to get a full cut of the movie because every reel they fucking sent out to the projection houses, they just recut it and cut loads of bits out and then oh, sent really? back the film. And they're like, fuck it. They're like trying to piece the film back together from all these, all these like off cuts that were left in the movie. Did you see the thing that they submitted it and kept getting an X rating and kept cutting it and cutting it and cutting it and got an X rating and then resubmitted it with all the stuff back in and it went through as a, as a pass, basically? Oh my God. To be honest with you, this film's quite tame. It is, yeah. And it also, I spit, I, I, I will keep linking this back to I Spit in Your Grave because they're two kind of great revenge films. I Spit in Your Grave. It's unrelenting with a decent payoff. Yeah. Whereas this was like, it was juxtaposed constantly with humour and light-hearted music. I thought it was a comedy at points. The yeah. Laurel and Hardy that I wrote them down as police officers are like, every scene they're in is played for jokes. Yeah, and I, I think they needed that, though, to, to balance the film. Otherwise, it became I Spit in Your Grave, which you couldn't watch. This is what I mean by, like, the taglines for this film. It's not really a horror film. I think that's why it annoyed me the first time I saw it. It's just this bizarre comedy film. It's quite it's quite experimental. Okay, here's the thing. What is the target audience of a rape revenge film? I guess you. What? But I don't... <laughs> no, no, you did not enjoy the first one. <laughs> but it's like, who's it for? Is it to for people to get... Is it for people to... To enjoy watching well, the rape? No, no, well, I think it's... I think it's to explore the depths of human like evil. But this one more so than I spit on your grave, because I noticed that quite a few of the actors and actresses, James, in this movie are porn actors and actresses. Oh. And it turns out this was meant to be a porno. And then Wes Craven changed the script slightly and removed the hardcore sex scenes. Huh. So Fantastic. if this film was a fucking porno... <laughs> It would have shown the rape, literally, yeah. for people to watch and enjoy rape, which is fucking insane. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of, like, plenty of, like, rape porn. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let so, you I mean, Google it audience... right now Joe, on Joe's <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> so there's an audience for that. This isn't that, though, because this is... I, I heard a thing with Craven talking about how he... One of the things he wanted to do with it was kind of go as dark as they could. And there are bits that we'll talk about later where he gets to the guts and stuff. And he was like, it was at that point, like that scene and the scene that follows where he was like, we hit the darkest points and there was a weight over the cast and crew and like nobody spoke for like, the rest of the day. The production team rarely talk about this amongst themselves. No one's ever really rewatched it. <laughs> Everything that I watched pre the, like every interview and stuff that I read and watched pre the re-release of the new film everyone was like yeah it's not something that i would sit down and, and put on like oh here's my old favorite film from the 70s that i made it's so weird because i don't know what to say about it because as in i didn't hate it but it's so bizarre you know like the scene where they're eating dinner and it's almost filmed like a play and there's no background it's just a black yeah it's on like a soundstage it looks it's like. so bizarre i never got bored during it there are scenes that feel excessive. Oh yeah, or at least that they played out a bit but too not, long. But not even the violence. The like right at the start, the weird chat that the family have about tits. Yeah, well, the dad's checking her out. Like that, I was what do you like, want me to do? You can Sound cut this. Off? 
<laughs> well, yeah, but they then obviously had an extended version of that scene that they then sped up by intercutting that with Mary and Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, okay, so to, to, to start with the opening of this, that Mary Collywood is said like 20 times in the opening scene right after the really sinister ducks feasting on the flesh of the algae in the pond which they keep coming back to those ducks that and then same one, shot <laughs> yeah and then at one point for some reason a cop later on says what well, would you rather be a duck and i'm like where's this got an, an odd thing with these ducks that um, weird scene with the postman that I yeah. didn't know was a postman, uh, but it's just a guy in a camera. Oh, it's got like US Post on the car, but if you watched it in 4-3, uh, it might have been cropped off. Oh, uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the postman who's like, who knows everything about this girl and everything, everyone in the neighborhood. And he's like, oh, she's a piece of ass, that, that Mary Collywood, who's turning 17, <laughs> who is currently 16 that day. <laughs> Mary Collywood, I was like they've said it so many fucking times i'm gonna write a note about how ridiculous it is that they need us to learn her name and i've written that her name is carrie collywood <laughs> and then it's like halfway down the page it's like who's mary and also this is the only time you'll see somebody young called phyllis yes and then you get the office and that's the only other phyllis you'll ever see yeah <laughs> So I guess there's a little bit of foreshadowing with the dad and we're having this conversation. Well, there's quite a lot of foreshadowing, right? Because they talk about her going, that she's going to check out Bloodfest. Bloodlust. Everyone loves Bloodlust. I was like, James will love them. I really will. I, I, I'm trying to find them. And I'm guessing that Bloodlust was essentially Ozzy Osbourne because they talked about like murdering a chicken and he ate the bat. He was the creator of the vid. And then, yeah, so the dad's like chatting about how she's going to a bad neighborhood band called bloodlust they're talking about how like oh you should be the hippie generation not be all about blood and shit and then also he mentioned that like how talking about tits he hasn't heard that language since the barracks so we know that he's military trained yeah which comes in handy later with home alone with his really tiny chainsaw and home alone (laughs) which i think that came out before texas chainsaw massacre as well i read that this came out before texas chainsaw massacre obviously and before like halloween and they were like this film sets the trend of slasher films or whatever it's like but this film's not a slasher film i don't think this sets the the trend of of slasher films at all because it's not there isn't a slasher there isn't a masked guy walking around no It, it Sets the trend of um, sinister porno murders. <laughs> so the mother isn't genre. listed as anything else. I don't think she's been in anything else. But the dad is one of the porno actors. Ah, um, and the and the girl is it? Yeah, Sandra. She um, she apparently quit acting after this. Oh wait, hang on. I wrote down who who was in pornos um, and who was in Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, you know the big stupid policeman? Yeah. He is the leader of the Cobra Kai in Karate Kid 1. No way. Yes way. And he's, he's also in Cobra Kai in all the Karate Kid sequels. So Phyllis, Weasel, and the dad, all from pornos. Nice. Well, okay, so I also heard that Sean Cunningham like, cut his teeth in porn. That, oh, like, a lot of people really? did like softcore porn before they did. So like porn was the 
cheapest thing to get into in the industry. Then it was horror, and then it was everything else. To be fair, um, Stallone did porn. Yeah, true. Well, they do it to look like so they can get their hands on like lighting and and cameras and stuff like that, where it's cheap and no one really cares if you fuck it up. I don't think this film looked that bad, to be honest with you. No, and there's also so, thing that... I, it's not bad, but it's not good. But it's so weird that this is made by the same guy that went on to make like fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and people under the stairs and scream. It's like that guy made this. Well, it feels like a student film. Yeah. Uh, especially when you look at the size of the crew, it's about twenty people with with the cast maybe as well or something. But the credits were about two minutes. I don't know if we've been spoiled by like Evil Dead, but obviously Evil Dead is like a student film. I think this is why I was disappointed the first time I saw this because I know it's Wes Craven, and then when I watch oh. it, and it's this weird comedy film. I think it's just poorly advertised. Yeah, no, definitely. Just keep telling yourself it's only a movie. The, honestly, the worst bit probably is the chisel on the teeth bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my God, I was hoping that scene carried on. That was probably the worst bit. I mean, the rape isn't great, and it's one of the grosser well, the first, bits in the film. But it's the, it's, the it's, first it's, rape they just completely gloss over. I, well, because that, that was a surprising thing as well. It was um, done a bit more subtly than I spit on your grave. Yeah, t- oh yeah, tastefully yeah, than yeah, I yeah. spit on It wasn't grave. ripped apart and then humped like bareback over over a stump over forty five minutes. With the, of the film's yeah, 50 minute runtime they ripped her top off and her tits were covered up and then they shoved her down and then they zoomed in on mary's face while you then heard an awful awful adr recording oh mate i've got okay. adr written no, down multiple no, times oh no 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 yeah. <laughs> there is the first bit i noticed the adr was when he goes to give that girl in the bar for drink, Sadie in the bar for drink, and she's clearly ADR because he has the echo of the room on his mic, but <laughs> she does not. <laughs> I did not pick that up. Because I was like, is she going to be dubbed for the whole film? But no, she was actually not. Should we, should we play through it? Yeah, let's do it. Right, so, so we've, we've done got, the... We, we've done the post and we've done the... We, we, we set the stage that Phyllis is from a bad neighbourhood. Neighbourhood. They seem to live in the woods. <laughs> they, they live in a tiny village. <laughs> yeah. It's like the that, village from absurd. Know, it's like it's it's massively spaced out because it's twenty five minutes to get from the police station. But their house is the last on the left. Oh, they're really right, far away from the police station. It takes a day and a night of walking, <laughs> or twenty five minutes driving. Day and I night of walking, and they drove some of the way there, and they yeah. managed to go with foot on that chicken van. Oh my god, that character actor, she was amazing. <laughs> character actor wow she was I, a character i won't be surprised if she was just genuinely a woman with loads of chickens <laughs> oh, man. it was that well, convincing oh no we'll we'll get to that we'll, we'll get there we'll get there okay so yeah so they're going to a bad neighborhood they're going to see blood lost she's not wearing a bra because she doesn't want to find them phyllis stone is the person that she's meeting who's from this bad neighborhood and yep. she takes care of the horses and also other things if you know what i mean so Phyllis is kind of set up as the bad girl and Mary is the innocent 16-year-old about to turn 17 mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So thank God she's going to this concert. She's going to have a great birthday. Exactly. Nothing could go wrong. They get a little bit drinky and then go for a drive, I guess. <laughs> because is it, that's... 
you skipped over a well the, a scene that I've made a note of just when they were out talking oh, about leaves and tits. Do you know what's got bigger this summer? My tits. I don't think girls have these conversations in the woods. It was just such a tenuous segue to be like, look, I love it when the leaves are changing. I'm also changing. My breasts have really filled out. My mammary glands have filled out. <laughs> She's like, from last summer. She's like, I didn't know you last summer. This is a weird conversation you're having with me. <laughs> I wonder if in the porno version, she was 16. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't have made her 16 in the porno no, version. Maybe she was 17 going on 18. <laughs> Even that's still illegal, technically. No, because no one did anything with her until she was 18. Oh, until, yeah, they waited this, until the next day. Yeah. They only took her friend's innocence, but her friend was already, she lost her innocence to the horse a long time ago. To a horse, yeah. (laughs) So then we get the first of David Hoss's songs, or the second maybe. And the road leads to nowhere. The songs are very specific to the movie, almost to the point where it, it feels like a musical. Yeah. They were They're like, you're sad and alone and you've just been assaulted sexually. <laughs> Your like, friend got murdered and her guts were ripped out, but you thought that she might be okay, even though the others were covered in blood. Wait, there's a rom. You ask if she's okay and they are head to toe in blood. <laughs> Whose blood do you think that is? You fucking idiot. It's probably that alive hand coming out her arm. <laughs> yeah, the, the lyrics were very on the nose, which is odd because the musical the music thematically was not on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote down so this is before the music really kicked in. Basically I spit a new grave, but with a better soundtrack. But then the soundtrack took the piss. Yeah. Then the soundtrack just took the piss. It became like Dukes of Hazard, or like, I mean, we'll get to it at some point, but I've written down like whimsical. It was always the wrong tone. Yeah, it's like hijinks. But I think, again, I think that was the point that they went to these dark depths and they wanted to balance it, maybe. Juxtaposition. I'm ashamed to admit, James, ashamed to admit that when that girl escaped and she was in the graveyard and that shot of the knife came in. It made me fucking jump. <laughs> mm. the, the machete. Yeah, when um, Krug was there. Also, yeah. his name is Krug. Yeah, you know, you know who was based off of that character. I mean, the, way the that name he played that character, old Freddy Krug. Yeah, based off of like a child molester, essentially. Although I think it was Weasel that was more the child molester, but they, they, they he kind of raped young girls. So yeah, he, yeah, they kind of did, molester. James. I think that was the point of the film. Well, I guess he raped kind of young girls. No, no, no. She was 17. She was, I'm not apologising for him. The first jaunty bit of music, they, the radio comes on. Wait, hang yeah. on. Were they listening to the music that was very specific to what they were doing on the radio? It's like the Peter and family guy running on a bus, running on the bus, hitting Mr. Bum, hope there's some pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had their own, their own theme playing with them. And then, yeah, they flick between radio stations and it starts talking about this crew of murderers and rapists and child molesters, one of which has his son hooked on heroin so that he'll do whatever he'll want for him. And I was like, this is a very specific news report. <laughs> like they're going into a lot of detail. 
it got even more specific when it, the, the, they escaped the prison and murdered three people and one Alsatian and then went into Which detail they... about the Alsatian. <laughs> yeah, they were like, funny that they kicked the Alsatian to death. It's like, why are you fucking By mentioning this that? Animalistic on the woman that jumped out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that does sort of play in later, I guess, when they're kicking her while she's down. Yeah, well, they didn't kick her that much, though. Yeah, not to death. They don't like Alsatians, clearly. Yeah, so they escaped. Oh, and then we had that scene where they're hanging out in in their, like, flat or house or whatever, and the kid, Junior, goes to give... Is it Sadie? I kept writing her name as Katie. Sadie. Um, Goes to give Sadie a beer, and then she talks... He starts pretending to be a frog... (laughs) <laughs> and I guess they did that because he had a really good frog impression that he surprised someone with and they're like we'll just put it in uh, during his audition he busted it out I think he was pretty good casting to be that guy's son as well though yeah yeah. yeah. look, look I, I'm going to say something here I didn't hate the acting a lot of the time it wasn't the, these people weren't the problem it was more the parents that were the problem I wrote down that the acting was on par with Satan because I can't remember what that film was called but <laughs> It was it was mainly the parents that were dreadful. Yeah, their acting was on par with their utter disregard of their daughter's death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are you? I'm just playing solitaire on our bed waiting for her to come home. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just going to go suck off the murderer. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, the fucking... Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like the police officer just coming around for cake and then that guy comes in and he's like, there's no bodies in the morgue yet. Oh, that's Ooh, a good cake. sign. Then, oh wait, oh, there's cake. <laughs> yes, I'm missing doors. <laughs> you know what? This film might be a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, the, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Which, I, I enjoyed it a lot more. You can't say that about "I Spit in Your Grave." You can't say you enjoyed that film. I enjoyed this a lot more the second time. I absolutely hated it the first time. I thought it was one of the worst films I've ever seen. But now I think going in knowing that I was going to absolutely hate it and was surprised by the fact that it's not a horror film and it's a comedy. I don't know why I forgot that. Maybe you only hated the other third of the screen and because that was blocked out, (laughs) you were left with just the pure joy down the centre. The real rape happened on the corners. And then we go to an unnecessary ice cream scene that I think is just there to play out the fact that they're quite innocent. And also ADR'd as fuck. They're they're innocent, but they're, they're like pushing their luck and making a joke about nuts if you get it because this is the 70s and she's got her tits out they're talking about nuts yeah 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 just before when krug was first introduced he was seen popping a kid's balloon oh yeah that's a real dick move is it, i can't <laughs> tell if he's smoking cigars or blunts it's cigars i think because he comes in to have a go at the frog guy. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Your frog got a lady. Bring her a beer. And then he looks like he puts out the ash <laughs> in the... Sh- flicks the ash in the bath. <laughs> in the bath, yeah. <laughs> this is such a dick. <laughs> and I think he is there just to be an arsehole. Yeah. He is then... Try- he tries to fuck Sadie. And Sadie's like, no, I ain't putting out until there are more women here. I want equal opportunities. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then the girls want to score some grass. Yeah. Um, and cows. they see Junior outside having a, having a wee smoke. Or was he just chilling out? I can't remember. I think he's just chilling out. That scene was confusing because they obviously go up to him to ask for drugs and he doesn't know. And he, he's like, I don't yeah. know. Then they walk off and he's like, wait a minute. We do have drugs. Yeah. Did he's they like, plan on lure- getting women lured in? To well, the they, house? Just said, they just said that you need to 
like she isn't going to put out until they have two like until there's a couple more girls and then a couple more girls walk past so he's he's not the smartest cookie in the in Do you know what's weird as well because he clearly doesn't have a problem with not getting consent but <laughs> when she's like no i won't put out he's like oh well then i've not maybe, got consent in this situation maybe you don't rape your own yeah <laughs> like I guess if he likes her, he w- he can't just offer and 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 like. Or she might kick him to death, like he's an Alsatian. Yeah. So yeah. So he lets the girls go, and then he's like, "Actually, come back. We I can saw that that grass here. We got all all the grass." I don't know. He's it's the Colombian stuff. The Colombian stuff, right? Good shit. So they go inside, and then like instantly, they basically close the door and say, "Ha you're trapped. We got you." <laughs> Yeah, and then everyone rushes over, and they're not really sure what to do because the direction was a bit poor. Because it looked weird, though. It looked like they were pretending to be asleep or something, and then they ran over and got the door. So it was like, was this the plan? Yeah, it was did. the plan to because why? Because it looked like he was just outside because he's sick of his dad shouting at him. Yeah, I think he went out, and then I mean, it feels like no time has passed. Maybe some time has passed, but yeah, it feels like he. It was just he was an opportunist, but the others were like just chilling out. Doesn't make sense. There's no way that he they would have known he can pull back two two young girls that quick. Yeah, especially the, what he do is frog impression. Like, <laughs> though, speaking of impressions, they start mooing. They they want her to moo specifically. Yeah, yeah. They want um they want uh, Phyllis to moo because she wants grass. Yeah. And they've clever. got others as well. Oh yeah, and then okay, so it's strange. So as as things are like for one of a better were heating up as things are like getting sinister in that room it's juxtaposing with party prep with mum and dad back at the house yeah putting on music making cakes setting up this like hallmark like 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 birthday banner talking about banging and i was, I was, sat there, I was like this is a really weird really really like i was trying to think of something else that's done it and i'm sure we've seen something where they've cut like light-hearted stuff into like really sinister moments i get the context of those scenes was sinister but they didn't feel that sinister yet like i i do think there was some sinister moments later on but like this moment it could have felt he's already pulled out a knife i know but like it needed more but it was cutting to the the parents child molesters and rapists and murderers but it's like still play for jokes but they've had beer okay um (laughs) now that you say that yeah, and then it's got a really nice, again, like, play for jokes line where the dad says to the mum, I want to attack you. And then it cuts to the beginning of the rape scene where they strip down Phyllis and punch her in the gut. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. And also, that was the bad ADR scene where it was just yeah. like, oh. But also bad because it sounded like she was enjoying it. No. Oh, no, don't do that. Uh. Like, it, it and, sounded and it didn't weird. Sound anything like she just did in that scene. Also, she'd be out of breath because she just got punched really hard in the stomach. Yeah, and they were apparently quite method in their acting styles. So I imagine he punched her in the stomach. I read something that one of the actresses walked off and had to be, the crew had to go get her to calm her down. And it's just like, when? So it's probably Sandra. Like, it's, Yeah, it's probably like the actress to play Mary because she said that after this, she didn't want to do it again. Yeah. The um, like acting the actors were all quite method and they've been treating her like shit in general on the set um, to stay in character. Uh, allegedly, the guy that rapes Mary 
said to Wes before filming a shot, do you want me to do it for real? My God. And he was like, no, no, (laughs) no. He's like, Wes, what what are you craving right now? Bastard. Um, but also, like, the guy who played Junior, like, threatened to throw her off a cliff or a bridge or something if she didn't do the scene right. Another scene. They're, they're being a piece of shit to her. It sounded like she had a rough time. Yeah, I'm not surprised she quit acting. I mean, yeah. if her one foray into acting was this movie. Which, again, isn't I mean, she was the, the daughter wasn't actually that bad. But I think I, I was, when I wrote down about bad acting, but then again, Phyllis is a, I mean, there's a different level of acting in porn films. Uh, Mar- so maybe Mary she was better act. than Phyllis. I Mary, Mary was, was much better, better than Phyllis because yeah. Phyllis wasn't really coming across as being that scared of the situation she was in. And I think that's what I was missing from yeah. that scene to make it more sinister. Uh, she didn't seem that bothered, especially when they cut her top open. She was like, yeah. To go, not again. And the fact that someone was already holding her tits under the top. Yeah, I know. Like, she didn't seem to care at all. But Mary was actually a pretty good actress and had one of the better scenes in this film, so... Yeah, definitely. I have, I've drawn a smiley face here. I said, but they, they didn't show the rape. Smiley face. <laughs> but then they cut to the next morning with, with text that's literally like, the next morning. <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bit oh, when they're, like, the carrying it down to the oh, car. Yeah. And this is where the music gets weird. This is where the music is way too specific. I've written as hijinks music when they're like carrying her down and it's like Dukes of Hazzardy, Lauren Hardley, like running around. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's weird. And the parents were, they cut, so they load her up in the car and they drive off and they like claim they're going to throw her on the other one. Just so I guess they don't have to film someone carrying down two girls. <laughs> I thought that's pretty clever. Yeah. For, for a cheap, like a cheap effect. Because <laughs> uh, maybe Junior was too weak or, or something. Yeah. Uh, the parents seem pretty chill about the whole thing at this point. Yeah, she's not come back. But it was the 70s and girls used to disappear all the time in the 70s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's why you make so many doors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we then cut back to the murder ducks. Same yeah. shot. Exact same footage. And whimsical music. The music, is this a bit when they're driving? Yeah, where they're fucking in the car. Yeah. And the music says, let's have some fun with these two lovely girls. And it's also like, and someone's got a bad haircut and Junior's driving the car. It is way (laughs) too specific. It's like the song at the end of My Neighbour Totoro that's just like... Totoro is waiting at a bus stop, then the bus comes in, it is a cat. It's like way (laughs) too specific. (laughs) Yeah. And also it's like really weird fucking in the car. Yeah. They were fully dressed. I was like, are they supposed to be fucking? Yeah. What's Weasel talking about? Is it about... Oh, the worst sex crimes. What is the worst sex crime you're saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what do you think it is? The worst sex crime in history, man. I'd love to know what that is. He goes, how did we get into the sex crime business? My brother's like a plumber or something, and he earns more money than we do. (laughs) Maybe we should do that. (laughs) And then um, Sadie's chatting about fruit, the side fruit, and talking about a um, Fahalis. I used to think that all uh, telephone poles are just telephone poles, but now I can't stop thinking about like cocks when I see them because they're fahalus. <laughs> like it's just, it seems like young guys just trying to be a bit, just trying to be a bit crass. Yeah. I'm alright with that. Yeah. Okay, so they keep talking about the phone. They speak to the cop and say, "Like you're wise to call." 
they speak this the second time now they mentioned the phone is broken yeah or like oh, i'm glad you got your phone fixed or something which it was broken then they say you got it fixed twice and then the dad later on says oh the phone's broken anyway so i don't ever remember the setting up that the phone was broken i just remember them talking about the phone being fixed but then later on thing he cuts the wire and the, and he casually mentions that the phone is still broken Whereas if that would have just happened, you'd be like, oh, the phone's broken again. Yeah, because the, the phone is oddly mentioned a lot of times. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, they're going to need the phone to call in case of an emergency. They never did. They only ever spoke to police casually on it. As soon as they found out what was going on, they didn't even think about calling the police. They were like, let's kill them. Let's yeah. just set up a let's series of traps off. in my own house that will do damage. Was that the plan? <laughs> to suck them off? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> It was also it, how quickly does that escalate from him walking past and just walking into her room being like, Why are you awake? And it's like, first of all, it's her fucking house. She can do what she wants. Yeah, but it's like three in the morning, she's drinking whiskey. Yeah, but then to, to then it cuts back to them and he's like, Oh, I'll fuck you really hard. And it's like, What what did I just miss in those two minutes? <laughs> I did go back and rewatch it. She mentions like how her husband can't handle her. Yeah. So I think her plan was to lead him on. Get him roared up and then somehow kill him. Yeah. She also... Our this murderous rapist. (laughs) She also says to him that her fetish is that she is fucked by a man who is tied up. She she says that after he mentions, like, she's like, oh, he couldn't handle me. And then he's like, oh, I could handle you. I could handle you and my hands tied behind my back. And then later on... She plays off of what he's already says, mm-hmm. but then goes back on it to be like, no, I was only kidding. So that he really offers and begs her at a time. <laughs> it's, anyway. These rapists have a weird thing with consent because mm. she was consenting them and he, he wasn't like forcing anything on her. He was just like, well, I think maybe they just want to get their rocks off. And if the people don't see Yes, and they just raped. Yeah, but he when she was just like, "Oh no, no," he wasn't like, "I'm going to rape you." He was like, "No, no, honestly, tied me up." He wasn't. He wasn't like, "Oh fuck this, it's not worth it. I'm yeah. going to go for a rape." He was like, "I'm going to wait till I get that consent." I guess maybe it's like I'll go for some easy wins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the police are eating cake in the house. Get the police are eating the fucking daughter's cake. The Who's birthday cake now. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't cake. even think about that. Yeah, she didn't even get to cut her She just made the birthday cake. And also, there was one slice missing from that cake. They cut it specifically for the policeman. Yeah. But do you think the policeman was like, huh, nice cake. Might have had a Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were such a Laurel and Hardy duo, it wouldn't surprise me. And the parents were so easygoing. Is there... Was there a, a bizarre reference in this film to somebody mating with an animal yep. and it giving birth to Oh that's coming up. That's coming up. Yeah. So so yeah, so the dude turns up and he's like, yeah, first time the mortuary hasn't had a kid nice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the guy from Karate Kid. Oh that's him. Yeah. It's crazy. Especially since like he is the only person on IMDB where when you look at their picture, it, the only picture isn't just him in Last House on the Left. Everyone else is just a picture of them in this film. And then it's the guy from Cobra Kai. <laughs> the bit where he listened to the road and was like, there's a truck coming that's full of chickens. What the fuck is plus, that? Plus the other sheriff did the classic thing multiple times where he'd take his hat off and throw it on the floor to be like, what in tarnation? It was half rape revenge, half slapstick. Yeah, it was a Laurel and Hardy rape revenge film. 
That classic everyone didn't know they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now Krug. Alright, so now the car broke down. The car broke down. The car broke down outside, outside of the parents' house. Yeah. So outside the post box where it has Mary written on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which what a dick. She graffitied her own letterbox. Like they're gonna know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> so yeah, so then they like get out there and then carry the girls off into the woods leave their trunk open leave their car looking as suspicious as possible yeah. in a way that would alert the police that there was something amiss one would hope so they carried the girls down to the woods and then that's where we got our f- this is like the first and one of the most sinister scenes mm-hmm. so krug says to weasel take out your knife now if she doesn't do what i want her to do cut her friend cut mm-hmm. mary and then ask Phyllis to piss herself, piss yeah. her pants. Now, I saw an interview with Phyllis. She said, unlike with the blood and the bags of syrup, there was no bag. This was the real McCoy. Really? Yeah, so she just pissed her pants. I saw another interview where it said that um, there was a, sp- a wet sponge that was held in between her legs. But one of one of these people is telling the truth. Well, this was so she said that she just pissed her pants in the end. And it was actually just the real McCoy. All right, it looked like the interview was filmed in maybe the nineties. Looking at like the filming stuff. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you consider the fact that Sean Cunningham and uh, Thingy were making porn films at the time, yeah. essentially. And also, like her jeans looked pretty tight, so to get a sponge in there, you, you don't even see it happen though. You just see. It's... Yeah, you do. We yeah, see but, a dark patch appearing. Well, yeah, like you could have just done that in a in a cutaway. Like it's the fact that because they, because you watch it happen, they're kind of I don't know. It's, it's almost voyeuristic because they linger on that shot quite a bit. And yeah, they, yeah. They they make it uncomfortable, and that's like the first moment where they build up some tension. You're like, oh, these guys are just kind of deprived, and they just want to fuck with these girls, and like I guess you didn't see any of the rape. Yeah. So you you can you can. I don't know. We assume that happened. This is the first act that they forced to happen. They cut Mary because she refuses to do it the first time. And then things escalate pretty quickly. They want them to beat each other up. And then Junior's like, dude, why don't we just make them fuck each other? And he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Much better idea. <laughs> old um, son. Old, my chip of the old block. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know, is potentially better for them than being beaten the shit out of? I don't know. Yeah. I guess neither one's great. So yeah, so then they strip down Mary and then they strip down Phyllis and Phyllis lays down with Mary. Yeah, and luckily we don't see what happens. But we do see the police leaving, saying that the daughter will be back, seeing the suspicious car and ignoring it. And they say, we have more important things to worry about than that. Yeah. And then they're at the like sheriff's office and they mention, like the third time they talk about the phone being an issue. Like, oh, good, good job. They oh, got the phone, phone the, thing is, the, the doctor is on the phone to them, being like, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "Well, we just left five minutes." <laughs> I know, no time, masses and amounts of time hasn't passed because those girls are still in the woods in the next scene. So yeah, and he's like, "We're we're waiting on information because we're not actively pursuing anything." Yeah, <laughs> but that's where he's like, "Man, I wish I could, I wish I could be something else." And Cobra Kai is like, "What a duck." This is where they talk about the guy fucking oh, his pig. Yeah. So Wilbur this is where has gone like, up. 
they said, oh yeah, maybe it was Wilbur's, Wilbur's taking him off and say, oh no, Wilbur's already gone up. He's taken his prize pig to a show uptown. But the guy doesn't really pick up that it's for a show. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I've heard some stories about him. I know he knocked up his collie. Uh, or, or like, I think he knocked up his collie because then when he disappeared, his collie had a litter just afterwards or something. So weird. So they're implying that he's fucking his pig? Yeah, I guess. So now crew goes off to get wood and... Phyllis says to Weasel, can she get dressed because she's cold? And then Phyllis has a chat with Mary and says, all right, I'm going to run away. When I run away, you run away. Sounds like a decent plan. So she kind of just steps over, (laughs) steps over Weasel and runs off. But it looked like Sadie was also there. Yeah, she was. close enough that she could hear what she was whispering to her friend and does nothing. I think maybe it was ADR, so it wasn't actually said live in person. Yeah, she she makes a run for it while and they and Sadie and Weasel run off and Junior is left behind to look after Mary, who convinces him that his name is now Willow. Yeah, she's trying to like because he's quite dumb and he's strung out on heroin all the, all the time. She's trying to like humanize him, trying trying to win him over. Yeah. Um. So she calls him Willow. She gives him her pendant. She says that her dad has methadone. I thought that was going to come up because her dad was a doctor that dealt with people with yeah. drug problems and I thought that it would come up when they go there that the dad would pick up that this guy was coming down on drugs really hard but no he doesn't even notice yeah or that because Willow or Juno has been told that her dad has a load of drugs that he would go hunting around the house for the methadone yeah instead of just throwing up and begging his dad for some drugs like... <laughs> I wrote down that they are the worst house guests <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty bad <laughs> So this scene seems to go on for a very long time, the chase scene. And it's also one of the only horror chase scenes where the attacker trips over. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I guess quite a few things happen in this film before tropes happened. Yeah. But yeah, she manages to get away at one point. She cracks um, Sadie over the head. Yeah. She somehow gets on the other side of the rapids and flips off Weasel. I don't entirely get how he got back over there. Well, I mean, she runs away and gets into that graveyard and you think she's got away, but then for some reason... Yeah, so that's about Brew 10 minutes in later. the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, he's collecting wood right by... Like, he's collecting wood in an area where there's not many trees and right by the road. Yeah. In a graveyard. Yeah. She also... Def- like, she got to the space where it was open and near, and near like, public land and she stopped yeah started wandering around looking but refused to look in front of her (laughs) but yeah that machete came down pretty quick they blocked her off with that and then the others caught up with her and thingy shanked her weasel shanks her in the ass this bit i thought was quite gross because he was like stabbing her quite a lot but it was like kind of kind of well, sexual not first. shots so he, so he stabs her in like the lower back once and then they have a chat or she like wanders off yeah and they like kicking her as well i think it's the next bit where she wanders off and they find her next to the tree and then they give her a kick in yeah. that's where he gets really stabby but instead of being stabby he slashes her clothes up but her clothes don't like it so they start bleeding <laughs> um, i've read somewhere as well that this is like one of the like goofs that her pants kept changing. Oh, really? This was like wearing different colored pants when she got stabbed in the scene just before. And like someone's paying way too much attention to the knickers that she's wearing. Well, to be fair, there were some pretty close up shots on them, which was weird because it's like someone getting stabbed to death and they were like, here's some like crotch shots of yeah. this girl. 
Yeah, it's the porn filmmakers at this point, so they're, they're trained in, yeah. trained in on the crotch. They're like, surely the action happens here, right? You zoomed in on the wrong gash. <laughs> they're all above. It's the multi-shot. Oh, and then for some reason, they carve her open and start fondling her guts. And this isn't the first film that we've seen where people just like to get hands full of guts, right? The snuff, where he pulls the guts over his head. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard Wes Craven and Sean Cunningham saying they had a special effects guy on there. Sean was like, it was a really weird special effects guy. But he said most of them are weird. And he basically made these like condoms or something filled with peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) Um, But they look pretty good. And then Wes was saying that they wanted to get to that point. So as he said, this was one of those scenes where they wanted to get to the point of like the depths of humanity and that until you see the innards, you can't be sure that anyone's actually dead. And that when you start seeing that like the inside flesh of people, that's the darkest you can go. And yeah, apparently they said like it was after this scene where they were like, okay, we've done it. We've got to like one of the dark, one of the darker moments of this film. And then there was... And then everyone was like really subdued over lunch. No one spoke. It's probably because they're peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Squeezed out the condoms. <laughs> nice. And then from this, we cut back to Mary trying to... At this point, she's running away with Willow, but she's not running away very well mm. because she's saying, no, we can't leave without... What's her face? Uh, without Phyllis sorry she's dead now I've forgotten her name you can't leave leave without Phyllis and they're shouting her name yeah yeah like you fucking idiots and then they're running together hand in hand while looking behind them and in Scooby-Doo fashion they run into Krook (laughs) she asks them did she get away did she get away and they're covered in blood (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure hon (laughs) yeah they, they are covered in blood and the, yeah oh i guess we missed the bit where the cop's car broke down so during all of these uh, all this like murder and rape there are, there's cops hijinks going on where they realize they need to hightail it over because they they hear the police report describing the vehicle they left ma'am the scene where the where she's running away is so long yeah that a lot happens during it and all the cutaways <laughs> So yeah, so that's where they get, they hear a police report about the car, they realise it's the car that was outside, they drive to the car, the car runs out of petrol, because of course it does. I do really like the sirens on the front of that car. Like, I know, the, right? They were cool. Right. That was awesome. And then, yeah, then they're stuck walking, and, and yeah. And then a car stops to let them get in, and it's a bunch of like rowdy teens that are dressed like WWE wrestlers for some reason, <laughs> and they're like, we hate cops, and they just speed off, and the guy throws <laughs> his hat down for the first time. Yeah, they're flipping him off. But, I mean, you were never going to fit another two guys in that car. It was filled with a full card. Okay, so then it cuts back and Krug is carving his name Mm -hmm. into Mary's chest, which is a a dick move. At this point, I'm like, kind of hope they kill her, because that's (laughs) going to be a bad scar to live with. And then after he's done carving his name, then he rapes her. And this one's gross, man. It's just a close-up of their faces as he's, like, drooling on her face. Yeah, so I thought it was... A really uncomfortable way to do it. I thought it, I thought it was done well. It was just a close up of his face mushed against hers, with him grunting and her being like in anguish. Mm-hmm. And again, good acting from her. Decent yeah. acting from him as well too. He is a good actor. Yeah, I thought it was like a, a good film, a, a good like choice to make. And then there's a really interesting scene after that, like the end of that scene. The way it plays out is he kind of gets off her. This is the good bit where she, he gets off her and she sort of just walks off and she they sort of off, let her. kneels down and she kind of like throws up, I think, and yeah. then is praying. 
and they're all stood around. And then she just sort of walks off into the lake and they just follow behind her. But before that, they're all like staring at each other and there's like this real moment of like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. We just witnessed that. We just cut someone's guts out. (laughs) We cut someone's guts out, guys. Then we carved her chest up and then you raped her. Yeah. We've got to get back to talking about what we're going to have for dinner. How are we going to... This is getting... (laughs) awkward but like it you don't really see like the attackers or the murderers taking a beat to kind of reflect in the atrocity that they've just done and i mm. thought that was, that was really nice but yeah she does that thing and wanders into the lake and then crew caps her like he shoots her a couple of times and she sort of just sinks into the lake this is the only bit i remembered so he shoots her once and she spins around and then it yeah. cuts to a dog her dog. Oh, it's her dog here. Yeah, because it, her dog. The, oh, they're so close. The first scene in the film jumps into the postman's car and he starts talking to the dog about. Oh, okay, Mary. I thought it was the postman's dog. No, it was her dog. Okay. <laughs> because I was also confused because when in the later scene when Kruger's like stroking her dead body's hair, being like, "Oh, what's your name?" I thought he was talking to the dog because I didn't realize that they had brought the dead girl's body into the living room. Same. I had a question mark written next to that. So it cuts the dog running around listening to gunshots mm-hmm. while she's, then it cuts back to her and she's floating along. I guess maybe they couldn't figure out a good way to do a, a squib of blood in the water that looked effective. Yeah. Or they, and they wanted to probably, or it's a nice choice to show that she's so close to home. Mm-hmm. I like that she sinks into the water as well, but then they find her later I think on. She, so. I think she like pushes herself along a couple of times. Yeah. Well. she sings a little too quickly but i thought she might have gotten away and i guess that's one of the things with these films like you normally see like oh girls get in trouble they struggle and they 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 one of them gets away and one of them survives Mm -hmm. nope two lead protagonists just died now we get the truck of chickens i think yeah we come back to our comedy cop duo who says hold up i can hear you hear that and listens to the road and says it's a truck with a bunch of caged chickens. And I've written, what the fuck? Because then a truck rolls over the hill with a bunch of chickens in the Well, back. doesn't he call him like Tonto or something? Because he's doing yeah. that like... <laughs> yeah, what doing, like, is the, this? The tracking. Who are these characters, man? I don't, I don't know. It's a really odd choice to have this comedy jury. Yeah. But again, like we just witnessed a rape. So let's cut to some Pick chickens. Pick up our spirits. Then they get on the van and the van just breaks down. With a, with a toothless woman. She makes them get on the rig. Yeah. <laughs> and then she and she accelerates and, and I think intentionally stole yeah, the car. Definitely. Sent those fuckers flying. And then they were like, You have to get rid of the chickens and she's like, That's how much do you weigh? That's eleven crates of chickens. Yeah, but he's like, oh, I weigh... And it's like unnecessary like, comedy, because he's like, how much do you weigh? 180 pounds. Old fat sheriff, how much do you weigh? Yeah, yeah, 180, 190. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a weird, weird choice. So they start hoofing it again. Not really in any great hurry. Not in any hurry at all, considering it takes them over a day to get there. Yeah. And at this point, Junior, I think, has Where? been sent to get stuff from the car. How um, is it that this police station is a day away walking distance and 25 minutes driving <laughs> yeah 
or 15 if they really go fast. And they made some of the distance in their car before they ran out of fuel. I assume they stopped to have a nap. Maybe they got turned around, walked back, found the you car. Imagine if they got back and they were at the police station. They were like, "You idiot! You walked the wrong way!" And throws his hat down again. And then they they you pick dirty up a pig fucker. They pick up the fuel can and get back to the fucking police car, and then the fuel can's empty. And he's like, "But you didn't tell me to fill it, boss." He's like, "You idiot!" And he throws his hat down. Now made like a frog and hop to it. <laughs> I'm curious if. The remake has hijinks in it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's what or I want to see. The, do you reckon like one of the songs plays on the radio and they're like, God, change Maybe, that yeah. track? <laughs> I bet money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the road leaves nowhere. And they need haircuts. <laughs> and what's the song about the mother kills the father and the father, the something like that? Yeah. So yeah, so then the three of them, after like she's sinking away, they leave the pond to go and find water to wash up. They were just at the lake. <laughs> but then they jump in the lake to wash the blood off, so maybe Yeah, they but it's a different lake. Yeah. No, it's a different lake, because they're like, hey, you found water, yay. Oh, because it's got, not got the algae in it, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they get themselves clean, and I guess it's kind of like a purification thing. Maybe they want to like wash that, the sin off of them. <laughs> and then they decide to make the bold bold move of going over to the house now i assumed that junior had told the rest of the crew that mary's parents lived opposite Mm. but he hadn't no he admitted that yeah because they i guess they just figured that out so the dad was playing solitaire and the mum's like oh we've got we've got guests here so they're not like a bed and breakfast or anything no nope but it And they let these people stay in their house and then give them like three meals. And they all and they all sleep in her daughter's bedroom who's gone missing. Yeah, they're like, Oh, we got we'll make up the spare bed. Oh, you can also stay in Mary's. I'm sure she won't mind. So it's Yeah, been she's three been days. missing. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Yeah, we'll we'll make you bake bacon egg sound all right for the morning. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's lovely. But she then makes them dinner. It's like spaghetti and they eat it like animals. Yeah. Um, and uh, glug and wine as well. But yeah, it's, it's great hospitality. Yeah. But they find Mary's photos. I think before they go down, they find Mary, photos of Mary. And like all the photos are just the actress in like different scenarios. <laughs> uh, because they couldn't, I guess they didn't want to get everyone together for the photo. <laughs> oh, and the house apparently, by the way, is Sean Cunningham's parents' house. Oh, really? Like, yeah, or like the parents' summer, summer house or something like that. Now, this is the last house on the left, but they barely... There's never really they're, they're any barely mention to in the this house. house. They're barely should, in the yeah, house. You think they would at least have the line, the last house on the left in there, in order for this film to be called that? Because so far, this title seems to be... Well, they say it's so there. far away. From, like, I think it's the edge of town. Yeah. Now, I watched the trailer to the new one, and they say, you can't miss the house, it's the last one on the left. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I prefer they don't say it. <laughs> And it's the police the officer right. comes to the car and is like, no problem, officer, just rush hour. <laughs> it, it needed something. Yeah, they're barely in this house. Yeah. And, and the way it's, it's the title is misleading because it makes it feel like the house is sinister. At least when we watched Don't Go In The House, there was mm. a reason to not go in the house because it was flame on. Yeah, yeah. yeah but this has no reason to be called Last House on the Left. All right, so they find 
the daughter's house. So they go to the big um, uh, sound stage for dinner where they're glugging water, saying... I didn't like that scene, but it was so weird. It was, like, so surreal. Yeah, it felt like it belonged in um, Not Mulholland Drive. What's the TV show? Uh, Twin Peaks. Thank you. Yeah, it felt like it belonged in Twin Peaks. Not Mike Mulholland Drive. (laughs) I've always thought that. (laughs) (laughs) They say... uh, So Junior's upstairs screaming, and Weasel does a really good job to cover here. He's like, oh, yeah, he fucked up on a big sale. So he's, he's really taking it hard on himself. <laughs> yeah, because they say that they're, they're like, what do you do? They Two of them say at the same time. One says plumbers, the other one says insurance. And the sages is like, yeah, we insure plumbers so in case stuff gets stolen. I was like, why not in case they break a pipe? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Junior is having a, having a strung out nightmare of like some of the rape and murder and carving and stuff yeah so then after that they're all chilling out drinking jim beam that i guess they nip from downstairs and junior's puking yeah really loudly wakes up yeah not the dad not the dad who's a doctor apparently the mum wakes up well dads tend to sleep through everything from what i understand and mums wake up so the did, mom... you, did your dad never talk to you at night <laughs> no no he he <laughs> locked me in the room until i vomited myself to sleep <laughs> Junior's puking and the mum comes through and tries to help him and then she sees that he's wearing the pendant mm-hmm. and he's like fuck and now and it's some great acting when she's like <gasps> shock horror <laughs> and then Junior goes back and he's shouting to his dad that he needs a fix um, oh he's while he's puking she also goes through their bag and finds their bloody clothes as Folded she up. hears yeah, as she hears them through the wall going, oh, I hope they don't find out we killed their daughter. Yeah. And but then, she doesn't react then, to that. She reacts to the clothes. in the lake. Yeah. And then she dips her fingers in the blood. Who folds up bloody clothes and repacks it for later? <laughs> like, surely those, those garments are soiled. Yeah, they're fucked forever. Ones. You're not going to wash that out, especially in 1972. It's covered in blood and rape. You don't have vanish yet. <laughs> yeah, so it talks about how they killed her and they put her in the lake and then it cuts the mum and dad running along the road and out the driveway and through the woods mm-hmm. while the road leads nowhere, please. This, the scene that's coming this is scene. one of the best clearly missing scenes ever made, ever. Um, what, were they so apparently throughout the lake? Well, obviously... They run up and they, f- and they find her laying there, breathing and moving around on the floor. He runs to her and instantly says to his wife, she's dead. Mm-hmm. But she was clearly alive in the last shot. And there's apparently a scene missing where she tells them that she was shot by and then names the people and describes them and then dies. But they'd lost that footage. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the thing you were saying about when they send the film off and they'd come back with cuts made to it. Oh, um, so it, now it's just this bizarre scene which I actually re-ran to watch again because I was like, what do you mean she's yeah. dead? She was moving. I watched it, I watched it several <laughs> times. And like she's moving her head freely. Breathing, she moved her blinking. Mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then instantly dies in a second. And yeah, and he's like, She's dead. She's like, surely there's and there's something we can do. It's moments she's like dead. this where I can't believe this film was ever taken seriously. 
Yeah. Like, I can't believe people seriously went to go see it and it was taken seriously when it has stuff like this in it. Because like, it feels like if you show this now, people will just laugh at all these moments. Yeah, and but like, I can't I'm imagine to people think being back to like the first rape that you don't see. Surely that's not sinister enough. Yeah, the second one is. Yeah, and there's there's dread, but it doesn't really build up at any point. Mm-hmm. But then again, like this is around the time where people's attitude are like that of the dad, which is why you're walking around with that bra on. Um, and I can't believe you said the word tits. Yeah. It's going to come very soon to a very bizarre scene that we did mention earlier, but a very bizarre bit of revenge that you'd get to someone for doing what they did to suck them off. Y- yeah. <laughs> it's an odd choice. So you think that was planned? No. I, yes and no. I think she wanted to cause harm. But maybe couldn't figure it out. Because they didn't know that he would be awake and up and about at 3am to raid the fridge. So let's let's get there in a sec. So it cuts to the dream sequence now of Weasel wakes up and mum and dad are next to him. Yeah. With in like full like surgery gear. Yeah. And then he's like passing this, passing that, don't move, don't move, open the mouth, don't move. (laughs) And I was like, they've got a gun to him, they're going to kill him. And then they bring a chisel to his teeth. <laughs> like, that bit was awesome. Fuck, please. <laughs> that um, bit was all, no. Just feeling a chisel on your teeth is enough. Yeah, it's like it's that scene from Old Boy that makes me cringe every time. It's the... Is it the... It's not, no, it's the pliers. Mm. Ooh, teeth and fingernails, man, that'll do it. Yeah, as the hammer comes down, he wakes up. Mm. Um, and then it cuts to so the dad is getting like looking for weapons. So the dad big, is, pulls up like a big pan at one point. He pulls up like a bin lid and like a pipe to to like Skyrim it. And, and he's then, like, "No, this won't do. Let's go for the next best thing." And he's like, "Oh, like oh wait, hang on, gun. a shotgun, yeah." <laughs> hang on the wall behind. It's me. like, how did you forget you have a shotgun in the basement? But the worst yeah. thing is, I mean, we'll get there in a minute. But he could only find one shell for the shotgun. I think that was intentional. Maybe, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Which is also odd that he's just trying to fuck with them. It's also a double barrel shotgun and a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, what a freak coincidence. <laughs> coincidence? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the mum is drinking in her room. Weasel wakes up and he mm-hmm. comes through and he has a really strange conversation about how he's hungry. She's like, and he was going to oh. go raid her fridge. She's like, oh You're yeah, guest. I can see you've got quite an appetite. You ate quite a lot of suspect. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what's your spaghetti policy here? <laughs> um, exclusively off the floor. She's like, yeah, I'm so hungry. And she, and she's like, oh yes. Yeah. Then just immediately mentions about how her husband can't handle her. Mm-hmm. Well, this is weird. So then he's like, all right, well, I'll fuck you with my hands tied behind my back because I can do that. So I, I can handle you. And then he's oh, like, let's fuck on. on the couch. They're downstairs then because no, money's on the couch. They're no, upstairs. no. Because she goes, let's, he goes, let's fuck on the couch. And she says, no, because Marnie's body, Mar- uh, Mary's body is on the couch. 
Oh, because I thought because they walked past the parents' room, and then I thought he went into the next room. So I assume they're upstairs. That's what not. I thought, but I've just realised because her body was on the couch, and obviously I thought the dad was in the basement upstairs. That makes sense. So she says, "No, let's go outside where the the laws of nighttime don't exist." <laughs> um, <laughs> and they cut from pitch black oh, yeah. indoors <laughs> to daylight outside. <laughs> They did that. Early. They did that earlier they did in the try film. Try to day for night it. They did that earlier in the film because uh, it cuts to the daytime, and the guys are carrying Mary or whoever down to the car. Then it cut. The next scene is the parents talking how she still isn't back yet, and it's dark outside. Mm. So and like time shot at two a.m. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's yeah. still dark in that bit but it was daylight in the previous scene and also had a bit of text that said the next day jesus christ anyway, that's what they need to put that there she takes him down to the lake with her genius plan yeah and then she does some mind fuckery with him to get him to convince her to tie him up all the while her husband is setting up some of the lamest traps like, he's he's like home aloneing it borderline pranks some of them like the shaving cream outside the door yeah yeah but, put shaving cream down so they'll slip he puts trip wires up i thought he was going to set one of the trip wires up to a shotgun but he did not no he electrifies the doormat which and i was really handle. hoping his wife was going to come in <laughs> oh wait no he he electrifies the the, he, the, he makes the a, doormat so he, he makes it so in. that when you step on the door so that hat hat um mat and hold the handle you complete the circuit yeah which if i i might be wrong about this but would that mean you wouldn't be electrocuted because the current would be going through you not no i, I think that would electrocute you okay if the current went through you that's kind of what happens you know you, you, do you remember shawshank redemption they send the current through him yeah <laughs> for a long time I think not you Shawshank mean green, redemption, green, green mile. mile yeah so i watched both recently i think you <laughs> mean home alone too when uh marv gets electrocuted <laughs> Uh, that's the one (laughs) he turns Uh. into a skeleton (laughs) (laughs) he does they needed that in the slapstick in this slapstick movie I know right right so he makes the carpet electric then the mum ties up Weasel's hands there's a really weird bit this whole thing's weird this whole this whole end sequence is weird but she catches his dick in the zip Mm mm-hmm his little, his little thing. She keeps. It's not little. You just scared it. <laughs> Which, like, oh, we've all been there. It's fucking painful. <laughs> um, we've but, all seen something about Mary. <laughs> but she's like, "Do you want me to just rip it up?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." He's like, "Just lower it gently." And I thought she was going to go the opposite way and like fuck him over, but she just decided to go down like, and, and just give him, give him head. Why to the they... point where he was about to come. Yeah, but also he tells her that he could come seven times. Well, There's weird conversations in this Because she's like, oh, yeah, let me sort you out. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, no, let, let's save it for the, for the real shit. I want to fuck you. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, what, you're not man enough to do it? And she keeps, like, playing on his manhood. And then he's like, no, I can come. I can, I can shoot my load seven times. I'm a porn actor, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so she gives him head. And then he's like, oh, I'm about to come. And then crunch. He, like, tears it. I saw an interview with him where he said that he 
took the end of his belt and stuck it through um, through the, the zip so that she had something to bite onto and shake around <laughs> so it looked real. <laughs> I, I thought like, that did look pretty, pretty good, that bit. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot that that happens in this film. Yeah, man. Because I, I kept thinking it was this, the Another bath, the bath someone thing. Someone gets their dick bit or rip, ripped off. Oh, my God, James, I didn't even notice. But how many times has that come up? Um, I legit thought that she was going to cut it off in the bath. But that's obviously, I spit on your grave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so he's... And then she goes over to the sink. So he, the sink, sorry, the lake. He, like, drops an agony and she spits it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely touch. Uh, which wakes his screaming wakes up the other people and they wake up to find the doctor in the room with a shotgun and the doctor had just taken away the other guy's pistol as well had he yeah he snuck in took the pistol then Krug almost woke up and then he waited to a snoring again and then he left but didn't leave and just stood there yeah I mean it which was all I part thought of his he plan. would have been waiting out in the hallway for them to slip up and then he could have shot them with a the shotgun no yeah so I think Krug wakes up and turns the light off he grabs the cord and pulls it out yeah yeah and he shoots him in the shoulder and then manages to run out avoiding the because this bit was weird and Krug because... slips up on it because Krug fucks over on it and then he trips over on the wires and then he just sort of like lets the doctor punch him and realizes how fucking weak he is yeah he's like come on old man hit me and, and the doctor guy is basically fucked at this point because Krug is going to beat him to death yeah. and then he's... and that's where they spot uh, Mary on the on the on sofa the and he's like stroking her hair and I and he, thought I was like I don't remember is there a cat? Didn't yeah. even think that she had a dog so I thought And then the doctor gets like super sane for a second and manages to lay him out in one punch, but then he like gets up and fights back. But he's saved by Junior. Deus Ex Machina. Junior comes in with the gun. Yeah, I was thinking he's saved by um Andy Sandberg. <laughs> Andy Sandberg comes in with a gun. And <laughs> And this scene was, I thought this scene was brutal, but clearly they were on a budget, so the, the juiciest bit was done off camera. Yeah. But this scene was fucking brutal, man. Like, he tries to shoot his dad and misses. And then the dad's like, come on, you can do it. And it's just like belittling him and playing mind games and then. Yeah. And then it's just like, look, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put that gun in your mouth and you're going to pull the trigger. And he's like, no, no, in your mouth. Brains out. And the guy, like, does it. <laughs> annoyingly yeah. off off camera but you do He's see like, if you kill yourself i'll give your dead body some heroin <laughs> you see like the blood coming out of his nose like the blood dwyer blood dwyer video and then he's like slumped over with the blood over the wall but then this bit has a great moment but an awful payoff because the guy turns around Krug turns around to see where the doctor is and the doctor's gone and then you hear a chainsaw revving <laughs> up. yeah which is awesome yeah but then when you see the chainsaw, it's like a comedy kid-sized chainsaw. It's quite a small chainsaw. It's probably the size chainsaw that someone would have in their house for doing small chainsaw-related jobs. Yeah, I guess so. But then Crew um, picks up the shotgun, not the fucking pistol. Well, and... Crew didn't have the pistol then, did he? Yeah, because... Um, oh, yeah, son... of course. Yeah. So he picks up the shotgun. Where did the son get the pistol from? Because the dad came in and stole the pistol. <laughs> Fine. So this bit's pretty cool as well because Krug takes a <laughs> shotgun and then has the doctor dead to right and then fires at him and it's empty and the doctor's like, sorry mate, I only have one shell. Yeah, or I only loaded one or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said he only loaded one. So then Krug like slams the door shut 
And the dad just carves the door open. He slams the door shut and then like leans up against it. And I was like, don't do that. He's got a Risky chainsaw. I think it's made to cut through wood. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, that's a bad idea. Yeah, at least he runs away while the door gets chopped open. Yeah, and then he proceeds, like that house is only filled with wooden objects. <laughs> he picks up everything. These would have been real. Though. That it. would have been a real comedy-sized chainsaw, though, and he would have really been holding those chairs to his. Yeah, he like, he picks up a chair like a lion tamer. I think Sadie shows up at one point and points a knife at him for some reason. Yeah, I hope she also fucked over on all the tracks. Maybe she heard. Yeah, and then maybe she heard about like Junior killing himself, and so he tries to get away from the chainsaw-wielding maniac and her. And, then, and, and gets electrocuted on the door. There's, yeah. And he's like, ah, you crafty scoundrel. But before he does that, like, he flips over a, a table and tries to use that to defend it. And the drawer slides open. It's completely, op- uh, completely empty. And I'm like, ha prop table. And they carve that out. And then, yeah, he gets shocked. And then he's pretty much like he's done for at that point, right? Yeah, uh, sorry, you just Sadie reminded me of something. Out. Chris sent me earlier today a um, screen grab from Night of the Living Dead where they are either putting the... I can't, I don't know what it's... I think they're pulling... The, you know when they nail the doors up with boards? They're like either pulling down a bit or putting up a bit, but basically it's facing towards the camera and it says on it, top right corner, because obviously... <laughs> the prop people would have written where each bit goes on it. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, he gets electrocuted and then he just kind of, I feel like he just kind of gives he, up. He kind of gives up. I think it was quite a high voltage. And then um, Mary's run outside. I guess. No, yeah. sorry. No, Mary, sorry. Sadie's some, run outside and so, fucking. Somehow the door is now fine to run through. Yeah. And she, and there she runs into the mum and they start wrestling for a bit. Uh, and then she manages to get away and just yeets it into the pool, or well, either the, she didn't the know the pool was there. The sh- uh, so she beats the shit of her, out of the mum. Yeah. And then, yeah, then she pegs it, like, <laughs> runs right into the pool. <laughs> but this bit was cool, because she, like, tried to get out of the pool. It's like, I think the mum slashed her throat while she... Was, yeah. But it was... It, it happened at the same time. They both died at the same time. As the yeah. fucking Laurel and Hardy detectives come in, and they're like, yeah, oh, they don't come do in, they're it. Like, don't do it. And then he carves Krug up like a turkey. And then when it cuts back to the police officer, he's got blood on his face. Sorry, I know why I called him the Laurel and Hardy thing. Because there was literally a bit where when they were sat in the police station together, one of the, one of the police, the fat one, got his tie and just sort of waved it at him like how Laurel and Hardy used to do in the Laurel and Hardy films. <laughs> and then I believe the film just ends, right? It freeze frames. It freeze frames and the dad with the chainsaw and the guy carved up. Yeah. And then whimsical music plays. And it's at so that point you that realise that the dad's name is Gaylord St. James. That should make me laugh, man. It's 2020. <laughs> Who names their kid Gaylord? <laughs> I mean, it's a great name to star in pornos, I guess. When, wait, no. Is that his actual name, I think? Probably, yeah. Yes. I am more interested to see the remake of this than I am I, I Spit on Your Grave, because I feel like I Spit on Your Grave. This one is just like, I want to know how serious they play it, because I can't imagine they've gone stupid in a 20, 2009 mainstream horror film. No. I feel like they kept horror. it serious, yeah. Yeah. Because on the IMDb, this is listed under 
crime horror thriller and it's just like but it's neither of those things it's a bizarre there is crime yeah it's like a bizarre comedy yeah it's so weird i i honestly it, it feels quite it i mean it feels very b-movie i've got a maybe a controversial score for it because it's not it's not high and it's not low i think it's a two and a half and i've gone with that because it's not it's honestly not bad because it's so bizarre. It's 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 not it's so bad it's good. It's it's just bizarre and interesting and obviously launched a career of someone who went on to make really good stuff. But yeah, David I don't think <laughs> But I don't think I could actually recommend this film to anyone. I don't think I could honestly recommend this film to anyone. It's too it's so weird. If, if someone did... said to me, if someone said, Lee, I want to watch a rape revenge film, but I don't want to throw up. I would say watch the movie Revenge. If they said, Lee, out of I Spit in Your Grave and Last House on the Left, which movie should I watch? I know it's because of like sexual assault and that, but like if you cut those scenes out, I would probably recommend this film to someone to be like, look how bizarre this film <laughs> is. Because it still works without that. You could still have them being murdered and not raped. Yeah. But because it's like, what? It's just the juxtaposition, the comedy, the weird stuff. It's such a, lot of a bizarre choices. film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have a comedy duo. And they, they do intentionally, like, like intentional like juxtaposition, like cut back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut between lighthearted moments and, like, gritty, dark humanity. There, is, there was a thing listed in the director trope, one of which was suburban and somebody builds traps in their home because obviously they use it in Nightmare on Elm Street 1 to trap Freddy. But you could also put in there like comedy and horror mixed together because Scream is definitely a parody film. Yeah. And Nightmare on Elm Street has its comedy moments. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and as does People Under the Stairs. Like it's, it's his whole thing, really. Yeah. It's so weird because I wouldn't... If anyone was just like, oh, you know, recommend a Wes Craven to me, you'd just go Nightmare on Elm Street. If they're like a screen a, a screen fan, they're like, "Oh, show me something else he's done." I'll be like, "Nightmare on Elm Street." That's all you need to know. Yeah, that um, and Last House on the Left. I don't. I could never. I would never. It's so bizarre. No, it's I don't not, think I could recommend it to anyone. I think it's one of those things where, like, cult horror fans know it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it feed. It's kind of like what Mike was saying with nowhere near the accolade, but what Mike was saying with Evil Dead, where people will watch that and be like. Oh, okay, I could see maybe where other things came from this, or that this led, like, created a stepping stone for other things. I think it was quite a, like a fairly pivotal movie. It just doesn't have that critical acclaim. I mean, you can't deny that it's got. There's somebody called Krug in it, and they literally set up traps in the end of the film to get him, which is what happens in Nightmare on Elm Street. You can't yeah. deny this doesn't pay, weirdly pave the way for stuff in the future. Well, yeah, I mean, he he specifically said that it was based off of the way that the way the actor portrayed that character i think as well yeah so i give it a three okay there wasn't a moment where i hated this movie yeah there wasn't yeah i enjoyed the really bizarre choices and then upon reflecting on it see probably before talking it through i likely would have gone for a two two and a half but talking it through i was like actually there could be some wise choices in there Mm. There was something that I heard that, so because, what's his name, uh, Weasel, whatever he was, because he was a porn actor. Yeah, he, he said spent... this is the worst thing he worked on. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, like, he had spent a lot of time, um, a lot of time filming as an actor, 
He'd also spend a lot of time behind the camera as well, and generally with 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 like setting scenes. So he was um, like instrumental in this film, in like guiding some of the processes in the back and and teaching them how to make film. And I'm like, that's amazing that Wes learned, arguably learned, like Wes and Sean Cunningham learned from porn star. Oh no, a porn actor. He's not a star. Yeah, he's not. He's not Ron Jeremy. It's not good at that. Wes talks about being like, there were like young guys growing their hair out and they were like sticking it to the system and they had no one, when they were making it, they were like, no one's going to tell us what to do. And then they got around to editing it and trying to distribute it. And he was like, fuck all these people telling me that we have to cut stuff. This is awful. <laughs> it's an odd one. Yeah. I would There's... not watch it again. I did. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, there's no boring moment in it. It's because it keeps cutting back in with Lauren Hardy. And yeah, and like I said, well, like we said earlier, it's arguably tastefullier done than I Spit on Your Grave, which is just obscene. Yeah, yeah. That one is pure exploitation. Yeah. This one is... Abbott and Costello meet I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we watched that. Yeah, so... Um, What's next, Lee? Well, as you know, James, it's Christmas time. <gasps> And there is apparently no need to be afraid. But it's only a movie. We should be afraid because you're probably going to find it for free on YouTube. And because you made me pay for this, I was just like, what else is there? <laughs> and it's only $1.99 currently to rent on uh, Amazon Prime. Silent Night, Deadly Night. One, not two, from 1984. Never seen it. I've never seen it either. I just, look, I just looked up movies where Santa Claus is the killer. <laughs> Or someone dressed as Santa Claus as a killer, <laughs> and it came up. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. It's apparently awful. <laughs> Man, to be your search engine sounds uh, along the right theme of December, at least. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have a merry, merry little Christmas on the next. Say this, Phil. Here's the first motion picture to offer to the daring a look into the final maddening space between life and death. The last house on the left. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie.